Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the 1-1, a remote edition of your West Australian Racing Podcast. I am BJ Ryan, zooming in alongside Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. Terry, how's things over at the 1-1 headquarters, my friend? Well, thank you, BJ, and hello to everybody. It's uh, just started raining here, Bernard, and I'm... uh just questioning. I had a round of golf booked in tomorrow morning at uh, at Whaleback. It's one of the easier courses around. It allows for a very <laughs> average golfer such as myself. And uh, questioning the worth, how worthwhile it is to hop out there and uh, get drenched for five hours while also getting extremely frustrated. So, uh, well, at least a, it'll might give be a you, wet track. At least it'll give you an opportunity to consider how. The track's going to play at Belmont on Saturday. Hot <laughs> rail, cold rail. What are we thinking, Terry? You reckon that, you think that, that's the equivalent of me walking the track, is it? <laughs> Get out there with my uh, with my seven iron and just prod around a few uh, a few a few of the rough patches. Yeah. yeah no. Look, how how will the track play, BJ? I couldn't I couldn't give a rat to ask how the track will play. To be honest with you, you can you can shove track conditions up your. Uh, uh, anyway, let's move on. So why why am I why are we on Zoom this morning, Terry? You've kicked me out of headquarters. What's going on? Well, you didn't. Uh, you didn't uh, get your Maddie up last week, so I was a bit dirty at you. No, Jared, uh, my my housemate, a uh, West Coast Eagles employee, he's returned. My house is actually quarantined, mm. um, so uh, I'm allowed to go out, but we aren't allowed to have anyone here for uh, for a period of time. So it might just be a another one or two. Uh, where we don't get to see each other's pretty faces, but uh, that's a quarantine zone, mate. So um, no BJ's allowed. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we uh, we awoke this morning to some rather sad news with reports that 2016 Railway Stakes winner Scales of Justice suffered a heart attack on the beaches of Warrnambool in Victoria this morning and passed away. Geez, what a horse he was, Scales. Um, he overcame a host of setbacks following his Railway Stakes win, Terry, and. Um, Lindsay Smith managed to patch him up and put him back together again and he went on to win feature races in Victoria, including the Group 1 Million Dollar Memsey Stakes at Caulfield last year. Yeah, what a big loss for Lindsay Smith and, and Connections. Uh, Scales of Justice, I think he won over $2 million in stakes. Very sad news, Terry. Yeah, horribly, uh, horribly sad news for one of uh, one of our brightest um, well, prospects. I guess he was very well established at this point in time. So, mm. something we never um, we never like to hear. But, um, geez, he was a he was a serious racehorse. Um, one of the one of the the best we've seen over here. I'll never forget. Um, I, I had absolutely no interest in him in the railway stakes when he won, and then to to win a railway stakes, getting in on the fifty three as an up and coming horse. That's one thing. But to come out in a Kingston town, and he, while he didn't win the Kingston town, he definitely lost no admirers in that defeat. To come out with the 59 kilos a fortnight later, that really set the tone for what was to come in a, in a, serious, uh, in a serious career. So um, our thoughts are with all of those connected uh, and have had anything to do with scales of justice over the journey. Yes, well said, Terry. So what we'll do here at the 1-1, Terry, is try and remember scales of justice in the best possible way by reliving his 2016 Railway Stakes triumph. It's a strung outfield in the railway with less than 1,100 to go. And the leader scales of justice straight to the top for Hong Kong champion rider Dougie White. Led the way by a length over McIntosh is down on his inside. Three quarters ideal image and then heart starter. He's in a world perfect spot running four three quarters of a length away. Then came McIntosh. He or she is out three wide when they went by the 700. Perfect reflections in the middle. Down on the fence came the New Zealander Kawi. Then came Lightning in my veins. Tradesman going up in the centre. Then 
Ben's a Ranson, Belmont Girl further back, 500 from home. Pornoche and Tick Tick Bloomer well back with Neverland and last is Disposition. 500 metres out, Scales of Justice will be the first to spot the judge in the railway. He came around the corner, three quarters in front from McIntosh on the outside, down on the fence to Hartstar, ready to wind up. They drop off good project for the moment, then came Kawi and further back, perfect reflection, Scales of Justice and the Durban Demon has kicked him away. Scales of Justice led three lengths to good project. Perfect reflection, but Dougie White's going to win it on Scales of Justice. It's a mighty West Aussie win. Scales of Justice, two and a half lengths, good project. Perfect reflection, third from Tradesman. In behind the Macintosh. Jay, that was some win, wasn't it? Yeah, the Durban Demon on top. Um, Douglas White, yeah. It's almost a shame just to think of, not only have we lost him today, but... The setbacks he suffered post-railway stakes win almost robbed us of his true capacity, scales of justice. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he went on to win, you know, three group group races in Victoria. But, geez, he lost, he lost a, you know, a significant portion of his prime to setbacks following that railway stakes win. So, real sad, yeah. Well, I'm just looking at it. Looking at it here, he had seven months between after his Kingston Town, where he ran second to the yep. Kingston Town, until his next start. And then after he, he contested the railway stakes, he wasn't the same horse, obviously still feeling a few little issues uh, the following year. He had the best part mm-hmm. of a year off till we saw him again, and then he had the best part of eight, nine months off till we saw him again too. So, um, yeah, real shame that uh, he couldn't stay sound, uh, but still an amazing career. Yeah, absolutely. And for Lindsay Smith to get him back up and running again, and it came at a very pivotal time for the stable as well, just as they were transitioning into the Satellite Victoria stable uh, mm-hmm. setup. And he really got Lindsay and his Victorian base off to a uh, off to a flying start since um, since he committed to that you know dual state operation. So yeah, scales of justice. He'll be remembered fondly, that's for sure. So very much. Moving on. Big thanks to Todd Harvey for jumping on the show for an interview last week. Terry, mm. yeah, looking forward to seeing what Toddy and his team can do moving into the new racing season with the new setup at Harvey Racing. Uh, unfortunately, Misty Metal couldn't get the job done for them in the Bofine Stakes last Saturday, but it was a good result for the Pierce brothers. Bit of a change of luck for them with their quality mare, Essential Spy. She sprouted wings late to claim victory. Tell you what, yeah, AJ, I reckon that was a... Um Oh, without without taking anything away from the winner, I know that Big Cole listens to this and he'll probably be upset with this. I reckon that was a pretty uh, thin old feature race result, the way it was run and won. And Misty Medal and Samizdat didn't uh, didn't turn up. And um, Mervyn obviously gave a, a big kick out in front. But, I mean, you're seeing the likes of Saras. I actually didn't mind the, the previous run of Saraceno. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the likes of Saraceno, super maxi-ridden cold Lockroy all running on really nice races. I think it was just a uh, a last man standing job, but that's not to say that there's bigger and better ahead for Essential Spice, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a great form reference going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when I think we'll talk about a couple of horses that will be heading towards the Bolton Sprint uh, in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks later in the show, so that looks to be a cracker. But yeah, all praise has to go to the Pierce brothers and Essential Spice. She still had to run the la- fastest last 200 of the day to win. Um, mm-hmm. The Wizard obviously getting the best out of her, and he made it a treble on the day, uh, including a victory on one of our favourite 1-1 topics in the mighty windstorm. Gee, that was something else, Guru? Yeah, that was the win of the day by some way. Only won by a half length at a dollar. 40 or whatever you went around it but uh yeah that was just the track was playing and I, I i was a little bit vocal potentially on twitter i was i was a pretty 
I've been a pretty disgruntled guru for a while now, BJ, but I was a pretty disgruntled the fact that the uh, the track's just really showing distinctive, consistent, uh, inconsistent, I should say, lanes, and it's just uh, it's just it's just frustrating. That's that's all I can say. But um, to win the way it did, um, that was that was super. It was just um, I think he had to reel off nearly a second quicker final last six than Massimo, who's a pretty sharp horse himself to win the race. But um, yep, over to the east, I believe. Yeah, this is where we're at with the Cerise and White invasion of the east coast of Australia. Arcadia Queen, Regal Power, Superstorm, and Perfect Jewel have all arrived in Victoria. Mm. Showmanship is on a float heading across to, across the Nullarbor as we speak and it's been reported that windstorm following last week's sizzling Belmont Park victory, he will be heading across to join his stable mates in the next week. AJ. Yes. Did I, did we, did I dream, I genuinely may have dreamed this, did we discuss that there were some 51s available for windstorm in the Golden Eagle? We did, we did. My second question is why didn't I go and take that? I think it's about $15 best now. Yeah, yeah. I could have got Cripper to uh, do it for me, but he might have ended up backing. <laughs> he might have ended up backing Superstorms. <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know that story, I got uh, when when Dan was living over east. I asked him to go and um, back Windstorm for the Kingston Town for me at fifty to one, and he's pretty chuffed with himself. Come back with a pretty good old slab on it at fifty to one, and then he's checked his ticket. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me, an hour later, and he actually backed Superstorm instead of Windstorm. So didn't matter in the end, but uh, yeah, funny stuff. It would have been quite. The cherry on top if Superstorm had won the Kingston Town. Um, well, you have to understand how we're feeling. We, we You have to understand how we're feeling because we, we, within, within a week, Windstorm was 50s into a $6 favourite. So we did manage to cancel it and take a lower price and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Superstorm came out and won and he could have said that he was uh, he just had a lot of foresight. Yeah, definitely. Crystal balling there from Daniel Cripps. Mm. Yeah, look, what a what an assault Peter's investments are poised to make on uh, Victoria and New South Wales feature races come late autumn, early spring. I think Arcadia Queen and Regal Power are scheduled to race first up in the Lawrence Stakes, which is mid-August. Question. Yeah, looking forward to this. What have you got, Terry? Is it a possibility? Let's forget, Perfect Jewel's probably the – don't get me wrong, Perfect Jewel was – Tremendous in the uh, the winter finals, the Hyperion and the uh, what else did she win? Belmont Sprint. Forgetting Perfect Jewel, out of the rest of the Arcadia Queen, Regal Power, Superstorm, Showmanship, and Windstorm. Yes. Is it possible that the horse that won the All Star Mile is the fifth pick? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I'm not even. I mean, from what they've done in WAE, won a railway stakes, but and the rest we're all looking at potential. And obviously, there was a few people that haven't gone on with it when we've seen the you, the word potential can be a very dangerous word. But uh, there's a chance Regal Power might uh, might be the uh, the fifth prong, which is a which is a nice little team to have a hold of, isn't it? Well, it'll be interesting to see if a if William Pike is even allowed to ride in Victoria come PB Lawrence Stakes Day, and if it. If Arcadia Queen and Regal Power are both in the race, be even more interesting to see who he elects to ride. What what dates the the Lawrence? It's mid August. Might be August eighteen oh, or something like that. He's not yep. he's not he's not riding then. There's no yeah. way in the world. Yeah. But um but yeah, so who knows what's gonna happen here, but we've got Windstorm Superstorm heading towards the Golden Eagle. I imagine that there's a few people sniffing around showmanship and maybe Windstorm for a Everest slot. So mm. wow. 
exciting times ahead for WA racing fans and uh, and I guess uh, admirers of the Cerise and White Brigade. They're uh, they're going to be looking to take the East Coast by storm, mm. so to speak. So good luck to them. We'll no doubt be talking ad nauseum about William Pike in our fast approaching Belmont Classic Day preview, but. I have to ask, Terry, mm. what on earth is the wizard doing heading to Kalgoorlie this Sunday? Oh, well, clearly he's going up to ride the champion. He's been offered probably the biggest mount of his career. He's won railway stakes. He's won winter bottom stakes. He's, all-star um, mile. he's won all-star mile. But, um, I mean, I don't know how many times he's ridden, uh, he's ridden for uh, the King's Men up in Kalgoorlie in a maiden on escalating. So uh, <laughs> probably one of the, the bigger mounts of his uh very illustrious career to date. So, um, so good luck to William uh, on uh, on Sunday with his uh, with his ride on escalating. I told you never to give up on escalating last week, Terry. And look, oh, I've st- I've still given up. Look what the uh, the racing gods have handed you guys. I actually have to tell look- you what my, my notes actually say for that race. I've only I've only done my pre uh, preambles for Kalgoorlie at this stage, but it says Wizard booked on mine. Um, and I can't find it now. Wizard, wizard, wizard booked on mine will be gross unders because horse is no good. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm basically, I'm probably going to hope it goes around at a dollar eighty and uh, and probably hop into the one Mitch has hopped on for uh, for Helen Harding. That's a very early call. I haven't uh, I haven't done the race in depth, but uh, I get the feeling that's the way we'll be looking. So did the stable ring you up and say we can get we can get Maddie Derrick on, uh, which we spoke about last week, or you can have William Pike. It would have been a it would have been a tough decision because it was it could yeah it was yeah I tried it to could, get it Kesh. could have been I tried mm. to get Cash first of all, but he wasn't uh, wasn't available, so we took the second option. And Pike is uh, taking the family up for a little uh, a trip out to the goldfields for the day to uh, to to ride his his first winner. And it's he's actually it's actually funny. I've never had a horse ridden by William Pike before, but he's been booked to ride dig deep in the um, size, booked to ride the Italian job a few weeks ago when scratched, and he rode another one of mine in a trial the other day. But the first horse um, that William Pike will jump on of mine is escalating in a Kalgoorlie maiden. So how about that? Mm, good luck to you and the King's Men Syndicate, mm, Terry. We might, need, we might need it after yesterday. Now, how's the head-to-head battle going with the mastermind, the OG mastermind himself, Travis Murray? Uh, it's Murray by panels. The two of you heavyweights are uh, fighting it out for uh, Bob Jr. status. Now, big shout-out to friend of the podcast, Trav Murray. He, had two, he was a part owner of two winners last week, Rewrite the Stars and Clairvoyance, who won on debut at Belmont last Saturday. So congratulations to Travis. Yes, very well done to Trav. Two nice winners and two horses that should be winning plenty more. Okay, it's time to start our Belmont Classic Day preview. We're recording at 10.55 a.m. on Thursday, July 16. We've got Northern Racing this afternoon. Ten events scheduled for Belmont Classic Day on Saturday. And as we just mentioned, we're finishing up with Kalgoorlie on Sunday. Big thanks to our sponsors, the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. They sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind and Get Out Stakes competitions. Stay tuned for more information on how to enter throughout the show. So my pre-markets preview, the leg up was released at 7am this morning on bestbets.com.au and can also be viewed on the Ozrace website. While Terry, uh, I think your legion of fans will be very interested to know that you're changing things up with the work that you are currently doing on the Betfair Hub, betfair.com.au. Would you like to let them know what the story is? 
Yeah, we're uh, mixing things up a little bit. I've been doing the previews for for a long time now, and uh, I've just been uh, just it's just been a little bit tedious in recent times. I've been a bit like Merv, and I felt I had a big lead, and then at about the nine under, just uh, just start, just stopped dead basically. But uh, no, looking forward to mixing things up, releasing a uh, it's going to be little video previews for a bit of WA racing content. Joined by Mr. Daniel Cripps, uh, the show is going to be called the Y. Wild West. The Wild that's, that's West. A whip, that's a whip cracking, by the way. Yeah, neither of us are overly uh, uh, are all that sharp when it comes to naming. So that was the best we could come up with. But um, not one out, will, not one out, one back. Not one out, one back. No, no, no other variation of uh, the. We can we considered the two two, but um, <laughs> we, thought, we didn't think that would go down all that well with uh, with the one out, one back folk. We don't yes. want to upset them, of course. Uh, but that will be available tomorrow morning uh, on the Betfair Hub and probably on uh, on probably on a YouTube channel, which I'll try and figure out how to sort out later on but uh, no very excited about um putting our thoughts into actual words and um yeah just having a little brief hiatus i'm sure the previews will come back in time um and i'll definitely be doing one i'd say for railway stakes day as usual <laughs> the usual the 20 odd page right up where I don't, I don't leave the punting den for uh, the seven days beforehand i just leave all the uh, the food at the door and have a big bucket in the corner which i no, i don't do that um but no very excited so the guru and Daniel Cripps on uh, will yep. be producing videos for the Betfair Hub video previews for Saturday's Belmont Classic Day meeting. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you for helping me out. There. No, you're right. Looking forward to it, Terry. Can't wait. Yes, me too. Okay, we should also probably let everybody know that the One One podcast is available on all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and uh, all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and get involved, BJ. I like it, Terry. Should we uh, should we get cracking on this preview? Let's do it. Okay, so heading to. Belmont Park this Saturday. We've had a bit of rain during mm. the week. The rail is in the true position. They're uh, expecting a maximum of 18 degrees um, at the moment. Uh, what are we thinking track-wise? It, it's going to be rain-affected, surely. We've got um, – uh, when I was doing the form yesterday, there was 39 mil of rain that Belmont had had taken on board over the last week. We've got rain scheduled today being Thursday, Friday, and a little bit on Saturday. What uh, what did you do your form based on a potential track rating, Terry? I just pulled the dartboard out, to be honest with you, BJ, and mm-hmm. uh, and just threw a couple of nicely sharpened darts and uh, came up with a few winners. No, we uh, look, I, I, there has been a lot of rain. We need to look at the fact that um, the inside pad, because they're back to the true, hasn't been raced on for a while. Yep. Instead of trying to predict things, I think I'm just going to give information and let people decipher it themselves, because I've got all the information, but however I'm deciphering it is not working. Um, I'm never, ever predicting correctly. So we will. The, the, the amount of rain we were going to see is a lot less than initially anticipated. I think Thursday, Friday, we were were initially talking maybe about 30 mils. Now it could be 15 Mm -hmm. um, with the rain sort of clearing by tomorrow afternoon. So soft six, soft seven. Um, Look, I always like to work on a a rough sort of thought process. As a day progresses on a wet track, uh, that the rail and closer to the pad can become a little bit harder to race on. But that really wasn't the case yesterday, um, so it's not a it's not a blanket rule. But uh, you just got to be wary, I think, from the inside alleys later in the day because it can be sometimes difficult on the more choppy are going. Um, traditionally at Belmont. 
uh, when they go back to the true position after not racing there for a month, as is the norm, uh, it tends to play actually really quite fairly. So I am going to go into the day allowing for a, a, a soft six, soft seven, probably more of a soft seven, and um, and just a fair track. Let's not let's not overthink it. But as we're doing at the moment, we are saving the majority of our betting for the day because um, track pattern and track bias and hot and cold lanes are more prevalent than ever, I find. Okay, so yeah, so that's less uh, early betting and more betting closer yes. to start time. Unless okay, you, gotcha. uh, yeah, unless you feel like you're getting getting the price, which I tend to be doing, but uh, they're just not winning. That's the problem, BJ. If you, uh, it's a very much a trade off with yourself. Like yesterday, the rail was clearly playing better than out wide yesterday, but I'd, I'd taken the big early price, put a spell on you, eight or nine bucks, and never felt good about it. Even though it back gets backed into three dollars fifty, and yet you're pretty happy with yourself. So you have to mm. find a, a trade off. You just take the ones early that you you really feel like you're getting the wrong price with but um the rest especially the ones in the second half of the card you're probably better off holding fire and getting a bit of a feel for the pattern of the day okay so just all right good so just letting every all our listeners know that at the moment as of while we're recording the only markets available to us are tab touch bradley so um hopefully uh they will sort of start filtering through as the show progresses so just bear with us we don't really have a huge sample size at the moment when it comes to pricing but we'll do our best as we uh, hopefully the markets start to to show their faces as we move forward through the podcast so race one terry we ready to go let's do it tab touch west speed Platinum Maiden. Gee whiz. Soft start to Belmont Classic Day with this uh, eight-horse field uh, Maiden, Terry. I don't know. Have you you got any thoughts on how this thing's, uh, how this race is going to play out? No, not not really. There's a few uh, – there's some major variables in this race. All I will say is me me and you, we uh, we love a good little whinge about the the Maiden on a Saturday, but this isn't too bad. Let's, let's mm. give this Maiden a little bit of credit. Um, I, I don't mind a few of the different points of difference here. Obviously, Warbler has raced against far better horses um, in uh, any short career. It's gone from Grant and Alana Williams to Stephen Miller, which is always a query, but the trial was fine. Yep. I mean, seconds to Bobcat Johnny in Ocean's 15 read pretty well for a race of this nature. And if you go back through Warbler's history, uh, Warbler's best runs were always in the 1,000-meter trials leading mm. up to those debut runs. So I think the 1,000 meters should be pretty cherry ripe. Off 272 days, I'm not going to get involved, especially for the new training. You don't know what that's all about. Off a nine-month break. Goodbye, Feds. Big runs behind Parish Report. Excellent dream. Glamour packed. Sea Wave. They're all names that uh, read well for a race of this nature. But um, no, I mean, you can make a case for universal pleasure. Shouldn't have taken a sit last start. Far better horse out in front rolling along. One horse I know that you're keen on, a bit like I am. Uh, probably not here, though. Might have just ran into a couple of sharp ones. Is Oh Sue Me mm -hmm. for uh, Jason and Mitchell Pateman. Um, very interestingly, his trial... So he's been off the scene for about seven months now. Trial preceding his debut effort, he actually was impeded by a fallen... Uh, a, a riderless fallen, horse. Yeah. A riderless horse is what I'm trying to say, sorry. Yeah. And uh, when that occurred, Mitch had to sort of pull him out. It was a pretty sharp little maiden, actually, with um, Dark Mission, End of an Era, a couple of decent ones that uh, went yep. past him. On debut, missed the kick, was back last, was beaten 10 lengths, time to sizzle. Doesn't read well on paper, but he actually ran the quickest, and this is for a horse on debut, yep. ran the quickest last two and 400-metre splits of the entire day. And that's on debut. So um, clearly has a little bit of ability, I assume me, and maybe they're hiding 
him away for a uh, a debut uh, for a first up little crack here. But um, look, I'm not I'm not too sure. Petite Lafemme, I was on first up. It was a really nice run from last. Good run. Thought the run I was on. So this is for once. I'm I'm going to be critical of a horse I was on. I still thought the run. It was made to look better than it was by how quickly everything else was stopping, if that makes sense. I actually mapped her going forward, so when she ended up last, I wasn't super pleased, but uh, it was still a bit, it was still a big run, but uh, lots of variables. I'm just absolutely carrying on here, so lots of variables, BJ. Good race to have a look at, but none of the prices on Tab Toucher got me. Mm. Well, I do like to have a whinge about these West Speed Platinum Maidens on a sad day. I don't like them being on the card. And the thing that annoys me the, the most is that the they just don't seem to attract numbers for some mm-hmm. reason. So more often than not, they're small fields. And if we get a scratching prior to start time, then we've got to pay one too to start the day when I guess the intention of these maidens were to to create a ninth race that's going to attract a full field. But regardless, win Jova. Uh, I like Osumi on a day where we could tip uh. William Pike to win just about every one of the races. He's in. I sort of felt this was an opportunity to look um, – outside of the or away from the wizard because obviously warbler is going to attract plenty of support and looks the likely favorite doesn't he terry's 330 yep. on tab touch at the moment but osumi i i uh, i really liked its first trial behind bell of liberty that was in july last year the second trial in december last year as terry said probably could have almost won that heat but got significantly impeded by a riderless horse and the debut not sure why it got so far back but the the closing speed it showed suggested this horse has his share of ability mitchell pateman uh the peroxide blonde mitchell pateman at the moment is riding pretty well and riding for his uncle jason i imagine that they're gonna uh he's gonna be pretty keen to produce something first up on osumi and i'm happy to play each way osumi in the first very good i'll very likely be with you i'm, I'm hoping we can see a little bit more i was hoping to see more than 10 bucks uh i was hoping yeah. to see considering yeah. i thought that might be one that slipped under the radar when you see the old 10 length margin on debut but uh, i guess bradley did his form well in saying that Northwood, whose oh. form isn't too flash, is exactly the same price. So. Did you see Northwood's? I do yourself a favour. Go back because Northwood's yep. just moved from Steel to Luke. Yep. Uh, go Steel back, Casey Steel Casey. Luke. Yeah. Go back and watch Northwood's trial on the sixteenth of December uh, last year, and you will not see a better trial. Uh, maybe one bit later on when we'll talk. About- I think we spoke about it. I think you might have even made a oh, top notch trial. I might have, and I don't make too many top notch mm. trialers. But I uh, came out in debut and, and ran backwards, and then couldn't go at Geraldton. Yep. But uh, yep. look, I don't, I don't know if Luke's super keen. But that trial has always stuck with me. So I don't think I'll be on here. But uh, it's a horse I want to just keep an eye on, BJ. Okay. Tricky little maiden to start things off, but hopefully the, the Patemans can combine and get Osumi uh, over the line for the boys here at the 1-1. One one. Nice. Race 2, free entry to Belmont Park, handicap, 1,000-metre race for the three-year-olds. Most of these went around last start, and it's important to note that Comfort Me is an acceptor in this race, but it's also it won't, race. It won't start. It's, uh, no, it won't start. Six-horse race. It's set to line up at um, Northern this afternoon. Looks a 
nice race for and the money's the money's coming it's still coming the money's coming yeah well you you told me bef- just before we started the podcast and i think the i think the bots were listening because they just started <laughs> just started clipping in so uh yeah no it uh, it does look well placed at uh, at northern today but better race for it. better race mm. for it today uh, that's for sure so six horses to face the starter yeah over the 1000 meters five of them raced against each other in an almost identical assignment two weeks ago. The other horse coming, not coming from that race is Gestine, first up for Lulu Ciani. Nice horse. The other day, We've Got Dreams led. Uh, Boomtastic sat outside leader. We've Got Dreams kicked on straightening, pinched a, a race-winning lead and, and held on to defeat um, one night. And Boomtastic with Mia Dolce, fourth. Uh, she's Enchanted, fifth, and Mood Swings, sixth. So... The barrier draws have uh, have sort of, I guess, changed the the map and how how this particular race is gonna is gonna pan out. I'm gonna stick with mood swings. I was keen on him to my detriment last start. Uh, Terry, you know, advised me that the map was against him the other day. I thought that there was a way that Geordie Turner might be able to land three wide with cover, but uh, ended up being three or four wide, no cover, drifted back. Had to go again mid-race to improve into the race. Still ran on well to be beaten only two lengths. I thought the run was big. Uh, from four, should be able to get a more suitable run in transit on Saturday. Cover, peel off heels, balanced up. I think mood swings can give this a shake. Obviously, we've got dreams. And the favourite, Boomtastic, appeared to be the uh, appear to be very hard to beat. I'm going to follow my gut here and uh, and go again with mood swings. What were you thinking, Terry? Intuition, I like that. Let's make that the theme of today's podcast. Eh? Intuition. Follow. Sometimes you got to. Okay. That's one thing I've been looking at. Sometimes I think I'm. It's a bit methodical. Sometimes you do have to follow the gut or go with something that may not make uh, the entirety of sense. Not that that doesn't make sense, but um, yeah. So I'm just. I feel like I'm talking to myself at the moment. Uh, look, I have no real opinion here. This is one of the. Just, these same horses just keep going around and around. They're all really. Um, Really evenly matched. I'm pretty happy taking on We've Got Dreams. Uh, Map-wise, what do they do with Mia Dolce here, Beach? Do they go forward or uh, try and land in the breeze? What's the what's the plan? Well, I just think she went so good with cover. So they ride her from last then? Well, I'm suspecting that they'll try to try to do no, won't. There's no the spot. same thing. There's no yeah. spot. This yeah. isn't opening out. There's no spot opening up here, I don't think. Mitch is riding extremely well at the minute, but... Uh, it's either for me, you've either got to say I'm breezing or I'm going to ride it. And when I say back last, all you're going to do is be um, one off three backs. So you're not going to be, it's not the end yep. of the world. So, um, yep. But yeah, tough one. That, that changes the race a little bit because you put me a Dolce to the breeze. Boomtastic takes the 1-1. One, one. Mood swings goes. Uh, it's probably last on the outside, which isn't necessarily the yeah. worst spot in the world. Yep. But the difference yep. for me here, and this might be over, this is again probably me looking too deeply into this is um she's enchanted ran all the all the numbers last start quickest last two four six of the day um yep. that was a race dominated by um where they ran all the quickest final splits for the day but it was still a nice run from an unsuitable gate uh she's enchanted we've probably both got landing on the back of we've got dreams here yep yep should be right in position a so if pike lands in the breeze with boomtastic um, Pike is probably the best jockey uh, at not letting you out. So Jade, I reckon, will have a and and um, we've got dreams. Doesn't seem to lay off. I don't think from memory. Um, no. So no. If, well, one night was one night was able to sort of push out underneath Pike, which yeah, is a rarity. That is a yeah, yeah, absolute rarity. Well, yeah. yeah, we uh, we layered 
uh, boomtastic about 450 into 220. So uh, yeah, I, I do remember that clearly, and I was very, uh, <laughs> I was very disgruntled. That was the one occasion Pike's been knocked out. But uh, look, I, I don't think he'll make a habit of that. So it could become very difficult for She's Enchanted to get out. But um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's all about how the race will be run. There's a few different maps that are a possibility. Market looks about right. Mood swings, She's Enchanted. They're the two I'd be probably looking at. But um, I'm just going to watch this one. Go around, BJ. Good, good horses. Yeah, I was $4 mood swings, three seventy available at the moment on Tab Touch. Hopefully there's a bit of, bit of movement which will allow for a more suitable price from my point of view. But, yeah, they're, they're as Terry said, they're all very evenly matched. Even a horse, I wouldn't be surprised to see Gestine mm. win, really. I think she's got plenty of ability going to win at the point of difference, correct? Uh, it's going to win a heap of races. So. That's the thing. We're talking – the other five keep doing battle against each other and Gestine's the fresh horse in the scene. I don't know if she's as good as the other ones, yep. but uh, we simply don't know. So, yeah, complete point of difference runner is the uh, the Lou Luciani filly. Okay. So, moving on. Race three, Perth Racing Club membership handicap, 2,000-meter race, and uh, I guess the – the thing that stands out when you glance at the acceptances here is Sentimental Gift, 54.5, William Pike going on replacing Lucky Lactar, Raul Romoli. Terry, mm, Raul. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, race three, the 2,000 metre, 72 plus? Well, my first thoughts are I'm very happy to use Raul Romoli, so that means it's catching on to some degree. So that's <laughs> uh, that's me first winner uh, for the day. Um, no, look, I uh, obviously everyone's going to... Um, going to be seeing and i think a lot of the uh the books had uh wait for pike on mm-hmm. lacta to pike um i don't think he got a huge amount of room last start basically i think it's fair to say lacta was held up the entirety last time out um but ha- i've got to I, I need to ask you something terry okay why did he why didn't he go the rail well it, it, it was the day for the rail wasn't it? he was following fancy fox uh in transit Jade hugs the rail, gets the split, wins. God knows how that won, but it did. Congrats to anyone mm. out there who happened to be on Fancy Fox. Very, very well done. Too good for me. But um, but Rail Romoli, he forgot his uh, his one wood and ended up pushing out <laughs> and never really got out and went to the line with a bit in the tank. So he went away from yeah. what works for him, Lacta. He certainly did. He used the pitching wedge off the tee, didn't he? So um, I, yeah, he, he would have won that race comfortably, I think, as well, because I think Sentimental gives a far superior horse to Fancy Fox. Funny you say that with Fancy Fox. That was one I was I was pretty keen on Fancy Fox at a mile, if we yeah. could find a nice mile race. I didn't like how they, they kept trying to go forward with this horse, and it made no sense. The horse is in career best for a new trainer being ridden with a sit. So it was just, yeah, I, I just didn't. I mean, were, you hovering, were you hovering over Fancy Fox? Nah, fair late. Nah, were you? Were nah, you? You weren't. I wasn't. No, I can't even say I was. No, I, I could have sworn that that would have been one of your goes for sure. No, for a horse that's having its first go over the journey and it's nearly a nine-year-old. Mm. Geez, you got to think that those stones had been turned by mm. that stage of proceeding. Surely, it felt like a bit of a desperation move late in the career. But no, good on him. Good on him. Robin that Elliott. horse is flying. That horse flying since Robin Elliott's taken it on. So, good on him. But uh, no, look, this race to me looks like a. It does look nicely set up for Sentimental Gift and William Pike, but there's still got to be queries on how good the horse is. Um, This is a 72-plus event. Uh, It was pretty competitive against... British Bessie, they, those two had a lot of stouches last campaign. British Bessie has stepped up to this sort of level this campaign and hasn't levelled up 
really, uh, to the top couple. So interesting in that sense. Do think Sentimental Gift has more scope. Pike will need a few things to go his way because he'll probably be back last from the awkward alley. But uh, does look hard to beat. Noir de Rue is hard to go past from you know from a weighted point of view. 58 and a half, just narrowly getting nubbed by Material Man last start. My query with Noir de Rue is whether... It'll suit Matty Derrick. Um, Nwadaru, to me, looks like a horse who really does his best racing under the urgings of a strong jockey. Yeah, I had um, the, not- the same notes for sure. Yeah, okay. That's not something I'm certain on. And Matty out in front rolling with the claim, I mean, the horse could the horse could absolutely bolt in um, it, with those situations, especially if pending how bow count's ridden. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're the two I'm really focusing on. I love the last run of Divine Shadow, but it's a real tough ride from 10. I think Sentimental Gift will out-sprint Divine Shadow if they're making their runs together at the weights. And Friars Fox, last 100 metres was huge. Um, probably need to, need to see one more run to be able to trust Friar Fox, but the last 100 against resistance was huge. So winner comes from those four, Big Lean Sentimental Gift or Noir de Rue for me. But again, current price, I've marked Sentimental Gift 310, Noir de Rue 380. Um, I'm, that's 100% market. I'm only interested in getting involved if I can get a little bit, sort of 10, 20% above those prices. Yep. Not, not too bothered at the moment. I was $3 Sentimental Gift. And marked Nwadaru and Divine Shadow equally, 450, second phase. I just think okay. it's one of those three. They uh, they will fight this one out. It just third up, Grant and Alana Williams, dropped, big weight dropper, Lactar to Lucky Lactar to the Wizard Pike, uh, will be patiently ridden if he. If she, Sentimental Gift, gets a nice toe into the race and can be there ready to pounce on straightening, geez, she's going to be hard to hold out. Noir Ruse, geez, he's a tough bugger, isn't he? Like He's had he's had a hell of a prep. Um, Justin Warwick knows how to back these horses up. He's run in – he's won a 72-plus. He's won basically the same race as this three starts ago coming off a – seven-day break, and he knocked off Kiora Star, carried 60 kgs for Paul Harvey. Then he's uh, led them up in the Strickland Stakes and boxed on well at weight for age. And then it, it took every every ounce of material man, the uh, his superstar stablemate, to get over the top of him in the Swan River Vars last Saturday. And Noir Daru did basically did all the all the heavy lifting outside leader in transit and material man was just able to get past him and win by a head late. So that was a funny old geez. race, wasn't it? it was, yeah. You could tell that they knew you could tell Paul uh, Harvey knew that the, the track definitely was playing rail and pace heavy because despite missing it on material man, you would have thought he would have just jacked it out to last, maybe sustained a run if he had to, but he was pretty aggressive to get on speed. The horse took a while to settle, looked sort of under a fair bit of sufferance at the 800, but that is that is the epitome of class coming yes. to the fore yeah. um, with material man there late. Yeah, class prevailed and, and the mm. pontiff sort of... Um, Geez, material man just responded to the pontiff as he did in the Strickland Stakes as well. Um, so yeah, look, if if Nwadaru runs along for Matty Derrick, and depending on what, what do we do with what do we do with bow count? Like, does he? Oh, this is my thought. This, my thought process. Oh, bow count goes up. better in I've the wet. Up. Yeah. Well, I think they're just they're getting it wrong with bow count. I've always I think bow count is a better horse sit and sprint over the mile. I've all, I've said I've been saying this for a long, 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 long time. Bocan is a better horse ridden with a sit. I'd like to see probably I'd like to see a, a sit and sprint jockey go on uh, ridden over the mile. But for here, 
They've got to go forward, yeah. probably lead. Matt, Matty, Matty can either take the back of bow count or hook to its outside, but they have to go forward. Yeah. Uh, I just suspect they're not going to ride this, and this is just this is only an inkling that they'll try and ride bow count a little more circumspect here yeah. and not just try and tear away. I think they'll try and make it more of a proper horse race rather than um, try and nick it. Yeah, I mean, if, if the thing with bow count is sometimes he doesn't allow Ryan Hill to to do that. He's got a bit of a mind of his own, um, this mm. fellow. So, but yeah, like I, I'm with you there. Uh, but you know, regardless, I still think that sentimental gift with the nice weight swing and Pike versus Derek. I think that um, sentimental gift will will be able to prevail. Nothing wrong with Divine Shadow's form. He can win. I just he's probably going to be behind sentimental gift, maybe following. Following Pike in transit, yep. if that's the case, can three, three weeks between runs too, yeah. so not as not as rock hard. Potentially a sentimental after seven days. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, he's a real competitive divine shadow. Can he peel off sentimental's gifts heels, conceding her three and a half kilos and get over the top? I doubt it. Sentimental gift for me. I think that two ninety is not a bad price, really. So that's the way I'll be going. Very good. Race four, the Amelia Park Plate two year old fourteen hundred meter. Contest and uh, yeah, I guess all eyes will be on the wizard once again, as is so often the case. He uh, he has the mount on the current three dollar favorite continuance guru. Yeah, what are your uh, you're the two year old guru, BJ? Yeah, uh, that didn't sound good, did it? What's your uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, look, I um you were keener on continuance than I was last start mm. and um she sort of looked as though she was she fell in vulnerable she fell in vulnerable she, she, but she, william pike jumped off the horse chucked her on his own back and got her over the line yeah. that's the only way she won that race she's a thousand to 1400 gee yeah. whiz she has to be a risk yeah do you think maybe it was like that thousand 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 because yeah, that was she was third up i don't think she's um that good that's the thing. If you go back through, the trial was okay. She wasn't backed on debut, but she got the perfect dream run behind Border Rule. She then got a nice spot mm. outside the leader in Magical Dreams race. I'm pretty sure that's the same race that Snicker Doodle Dandy ran third. Snicker Doodle Dandy sat last and deep the entirety. So I just like no no offense. I just don't think Continuance is that is that good a horse. I, I think it's a, it's a nice horse, but it's been perfectly ridden three times in a row. Mm. So it's going to be the, the thing with Continuance is. Uh, it's going to land in the spot, isn't it? Um, yeah. From gate yeah. four, whereas Bumper Humper, who I thought was quite good last Saturday, it's, it's having its was this its fourth start in a row? Crazy, yeah. very rare to see that from a two-year-old. Four Saturdays mm-hmm. in a row, Bumper Humper. Um, it's probably going to have to go forward like it did two starts ago. Snickerdoodle Dandy, do they chance their arm again and, and go forward like they did? in its last brave last start win and then you know the other horse that is is a real major player is blow me out who i thought was was excellent on debut behind snickerdoodle dandy uh, a couple of weeks back now for brett pope and jay mcnaught but yeah i can understand why continuance has has come up favorite i've got i marked it on top from a market point of view it's just going to get the right run, William Pike and, and Lindsay Smith. So obvi- it's obvious that it's going to attract market support. So I guess in summary, for me, I, I I was compelled to put continuance on top just for the fact that I know it's going to be fit. I know it's going to get the right run. I am a bit suspect as to 
you know, from a map point of view where Snickerdoodle Dandy blow me out and bumper humper land. So I tipped continuance on top, but I can see exactly where the guru is coming from and, and I, I imagine there's going to be plenty of layers out there for continuance on Saturday. I marked her th- uh, $2.90, so the $3 is about where where I uh, was expecting her. Did you – so – Terry will be looking for to play around the fave. What are what, what are these? What are the juveniles that that caught your eye from a uh, potential betting proposition? Oh, this is this is a weak race. Uh, while I, I don't yeah. like continuance, I don't want to be laying continuance because this is this is a weak race. Winner comes from continuance. Think a doodle dandy blow me out, but I think we'll see a doodle okay. blow me out. Uh, Quinella, <laughs> that to me makes sense. The uh, the doodle and the blow me out. Quinella, BJ. So we're gonna have them one and two. Uh, marked them three fifty five fifty continuance five fifty as well. So at the current prices, Bradley has me uh, has nailed it yep. on the head at three sixty and six bucks. So um, again, I can't really suggest a bet, but the rest mm. of them, I don't think go. Very good. Uh, Olden's last 100 was nice, but it's uh, it's Pike to Stephen Parnham. So hard to hop into something where Pike's off. But um, not, not at, at this stage, uh, snickerdoodle dandy, blow me out. They're the two I'll be looking at and seeing what sort of prices we can nick late. The only horse I'd like to throw into the mix is a horse I've flagged uh, as a top-notch trialer called War Sidium. Mm. Uh, first up, 1,400, not exactly what I was looking for, but going to get a price. Uh, I'd... I'm thinking he's uh, capable of running on maybe into third or fourth or something like that. But just keep an eye on War Sidium. I think it's going to win some races moving forward. So, But, yeah, interesting little two-year-old race. Ah, crap two-year-old race. Crap two-year-old race. <laughs> <laughs> Snickerdoodle right. Danny does look this like a This is honestly one of the worst. Uh, and we're about to hit favourite city as well, by the way. Yeah. So I apologise for the next uh, five tips we drop. But uh, it's very hard to get these beaten. So, All right. So something that isn't crap. Terry, is the Mundaring Hotel and our WA Racing Mastermind competition. So the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day, let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Congrats to last week's Mastermind winner, Tim Coucher. A $100 gift voucher is uh, to the Mundaring is on the way. Also, Terry, quick shout out to Tim, who's a part owner of Divine Shadow, going around in race three on Saturday. So um, could be a big week for the Coucher household there. So to be crowned, this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. You got your pencil there ready to go, Guru? I do. Question number one, how many races has Rivalry Galore won since his 2019 Belmont Classic victory. Oh, that's easy. How, many, how much money has Terry lost <laughs> on my since his Belmont Classic victory? Ah, oh, dearie me. My pencil's going to run out of ink if I write that. Out of uh, ink? Out of lead. What does a pencil have? Lead. It's going to run out of lead if I write that down. Question two. A of a horse that is. A bit, this is a bit of a whatever happened to, actually. So, mm. who Whatever ro- happened to Crystal Spirit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that later. Who rode... Proceed with caution to win the 2014 Belmont Classic for DMAC. Darren McAuliffe? Oh, I've got that one. You've got it? I got that. Yeah, that's an easy one. By the way, if anyone's listening to this, don't go and look these up on on Chris and get the answers. Do it yourself. It's an honesty system here. Yeah. Put your two bucks in the jar. Exactly. I concur. Question three. Name the horse that's scheduled to race at Belmont this Saturday 
who finished fourth as an even money favourite in the 2016 Belmont Classic. So, mm. how do you go with question three? Uh, at this stage, haven't jagged that one. Hasn't come straight to me. Mm. I like that one though. I'm sure it will. Um, as we, ah, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, was that the horse? No, that wouldn't have been the horse. No, it'll come to me. I'm sure. I'm two for three thus far, but I'm going to keep the pencil out for uh, okay. for the last one. Yeah, and thanks to everyone who supported the the reboot of the Mastermind. We got a, a mm. flood of entries, and uh, Tim Coucher was the lucky winner. So moving on, race number five is the feature event of the day, 2,200-metre, $100,000 listed Belmont Classic. Boom Philly, Sean Trey shooting for six out of six. Uh, is there any way we can get this odds-on pop rolled, Guru? No, I don't think so, no. Cold rail, maybe, something like that, but uh, no no difference. Queen takes King, the only new horse, into the race. Uh, no, just wins. Dollar seventy is over the odds. Over the odds? Over- yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. She, I mean, yeah, Pikey, they walked last start, so he just went and sat deep for the final thousand, and she still won easily. Like, there's, there's nothing different here. There's no reason she shouldn't get better the further she goes, the deeper into her campaign. Dollar forty-five type thing, I reckon, yep. is a fair price. Um, yeah, just a wet, wet, wet track inside pad. But uh, nah, it's dollar seventy is enough for me. I'm not going to probably get involved with the dollar seventy, but it would be a bet if you're that way inclined. But um, nah, nothing else to discuss here. I just wanted to ask you, who have you got leading? I just found it really hard to find a, a natural leader for this race. Uh, well, I guess there's a, a few options. It depends who wants to be brave. Yeah. Um, Maricino worked to the top when second in the Aquanita behind Cousin Ivan. So my thought process would be go to the top. That's the only way you're going to win the race. That's exactly what I thought, Terry. And and the, the, the Aquanita was run about 12 lengths faster than the Belmont Oaks. So, though, so yep. Maricino, Eurasia, and to a lesser extent, Tim Snip, they have, you know, theoretically have a stronger – platform heading into this 2200 meter race and the, the the fillies that came out of the sort of the slowish the the very slowly run um belmont oaks arguably that didn't even suit chantry as well so that probably, no um but if chantry is trading a dollar 80 that day against uh i mean who are you taking out of that race caragini aurora um a couple Canvas, of others nothing yeah. nothing oh, so yeah. yeah. taking yeah. caragini aurora at the race yeah. so, i mean yeah for me there's no unless unless big money comes queen takes king uh, i can't can't see Heaven's Gift or Canvas just on normal form turning the tables. So, yeah, she looks pretty good, doesn't she, Shantray? Uh, so, yeah, um, to me, it's just a, it's yeah, just a one looks, goer. Uh, looks, she looks set to make it six mm-hmm. out of six, and um, there was a bit of there was a bit of talk post Belmont Oaks that they could be looking at an Eastern States campaign with her next season, and she's in the right yard, obviously. She's in the right yard, obviously, because Lindsay Smith's got his satellite Victorian stable, so we'll see what happens Good there. On. But all eyes, Chantre should be winning the uh, Belmont Classic 2200-metre feature this weekend. Race number six. It's a big day, isn't it? Ten races. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a big day because it's Mick Graves' birthday. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Congratulations, Mick Graves. Happy birthday. Yeah. 1,600 years old as well. That's yeah, been around for you, a while, hasn't he? Usually they, uh, usually they say how old, but maybe Mick didn't want to didn't no. 
let everyone know just uh, just what his birthday is. But I hope you have a great day, Mick, and um, hopefully you find the winner of the Mick Graves Handicap, mm, 1,600 yeah. metre graduation. Guru, take us away. Oh, very, very simply, BJ. We tipped Puckapunyal last week with a degree of confidence. The money came in came in droves to a point that was a bit silly. We actually, uh, anyone that listened to, listened carefully, we did both say that uh, if the money came silly, that Captain Kink still can also get out to prices. And Captain Kink touched $17. I think we said at the time, marked at about 480 or something. So sometimes yep. you have to... And I was talking to, to Bradley about this the other day. That's uh, Bradley... Uh, who does this? Have touch early markets. We we at the moment. Runners, I think yep. I think some of the money that's coming for these data horses or spoon horses or whatever whatever reason they're the ones that are being backed. I think the money's coming a bit too hard and they're starting under the odds. So sometimes you've got to look at a sort of a long-term game there where it's actually uh, beneficial to probably be taking and snipping. I mean, yesterday at Belmont was a great example. Big plunge horses, My Hidden Journey, um, Inflation, uh, what was the Lindsay's Classic Magnus. I mean, that's all Billy Ain't Silly go $1.60 to three fifty late. So there's massive plunge yeah. horses. I think, uh, fair enough, the money's coming and I can understand why they're coming. I'm, to be honest, those ones I just mentioned yesterday, I was on all of them at the early prices. So um, I, I get I get why the money's coming, but I think the money's going too far, if that makes sense. It's just not stopping. It gets to sort of, like Classic Magnus got to the 320, 330, I thought was about right, and just kept coming into your 240, which was madness against a horse like um, Billy, who obviously uh, they have a big opinion of. So just keep an eye on that. And and, um, and sometimes, even if you do think something's a good thing, um, you just got to bet on price sometimes and look at the... The, the big mm. picture, BJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what did what did you go around last week? Dollar seventy five. Pucker punch. She, tra- she traded low dollar seventies or something. And this was yeah, this is wow. a horse fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred against some pretty sharp three year olds. Like the I was a little dirty myself. I. I I ended up tipping Puckapunya when it was 240, 250 or something along those lines. But um, I, I really disliked them when they go down in grade. It was actually a huge run, Puckapunya, because he, yeah. uh, she, sorry, she picked up again late and really hit the line really nicely. It was just the, the drop in distance, which she didn't uh, she didn't handle when she hit a flat spot in the run. So, look, I'm, I'm expecting her to go forward here. Her best two career runs have been over the 1,400 metres. If you look at the way she fought off, uh, fought alongside Bright Diamond, and she was better than Levitate um, two starts ago. If you look at that race and look at what Levitate did to him last week. I mean, Parker Punyal's a no-brainer. I simply just can't even can't look past her. I've marked her a dollar sixty-two here, yeah, BJ. I was, short on, I was short on her. Too. So I don't know what what have you got her? Oh, I was I was even money. Yeah, but okay. um, but yeah, like initially I didn't think I was going to get that that low, mm-hmm. but then when I started looking doing the deep dive in the race, she's she's just about a moral really. Like considering where she's coming from. You know, low weight or positive tactics. She could just own this race, really. Yeah. It will. They will be positive, surely. Surely, at, yeah. at worst, she lands outside a conquered zone. But um, yeah, I suspect she uh, just about rolls to the uh, to the tip top. Yeah, I, I would like to see her in front. Um, could could um, do, I don't I don't know Gap how them. they're going to be able to get get past it. Could do. Yeah. Mm. One question. Oh, I love questions. CJP CJP off. Uh, Chris Parnham on. That's one query for me. Nothing to do with Chris Parnham mm. whatsoever. I just like continuity with the hoop. So um, that's something. But uh, is that a is that a is that a sacking? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah it has, has to yeah. has to be a sacking. So because um, I went back and watched that replay many many times, and do you think that maybe CJP didn't 
didn't apply enough pressure to Captain King. Maybe last week. over the twelve hundred, yeah. I think pretty sure they went. Yeah. They went a few lengths below benchmark. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think coming back, Jade wrote Jade rode that well. Perfectly, she wrote yeah, a treat. So yeah. I think coming yeah. back from the fourteen hundred, I think the key for CJP there was not to let him walk along because the horse may have yeah. lacked that little bit of sprint. So that was probably yeah. a, it was a pretty minor error. Uh, I think he was pretty stiff. Um, yeah. to be sacked but uh, look it's a great pickup right for Chris Parnham and should be winning and uh, this is going to be another one of those days where I maybe suggest to take Chantria take Pucker Punyal and a few more that's about to come and whack him in a in a bit of a, a bit of a multi at about 50 to 1 so this is leg 2 BJ yeah, should 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 just win mm-hmm. for me, Pakapanyu. I was really keen to to play So War and whatever he went around in next start. Obviously, I was keen on him last time, and geez, he was a bit stiff not to get the result when fifth in the zero demerits race over fourteen hundred two weeks ago. Suited rising to the mile. I just don't think I really like him as a horse. So War just don't think he's going to be able to spot Pakapanyu two, three, four lengths on straightening and be able to peg her back. But he's the clear second pick for me. And the uh, the Team Williams pair, obviously, conquered zone and truly great. They'll have admirers. Is Was there any way that you could get nah. Aconite in, into the mix, Terry? Nah, I loved Aconite's last win. Well, I didn't yeah. like it. I backed the second and third horses, but uh, I didn't like it. But Hannah Fitzgerald rode that an absolute, uh, an absolute treat. But um, when you see... An inexperienced apprentice riding sit and sprinters, and they uh, they run big races. It tends to mean the horse is flying, but with the sixty and a half, I mean, yeah, it's not going to give Puckapunyal six. If Puckapunyal turns up, there's no way it gives Aconite. Uh, gets six kilos off Aconite and gets beaten. Yeah, absolutely. So the guru and myself are in unison. We're pretty keen, Puckapunyal, to get the job done in race six. So it's a 10 race card. So this has to be the first leg of the late Quadrella. Oh, it's a, uh, Terry. It's a, it's a marathon, isn't it? Oof. I think it's race that, seven. Uh, get Steve Monaghetti along to help us uh, get through <laughs> this one. I'll tell you what. Robert, Robert DiCostello. <laughs> oh, dear you, man. All we're doing, I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's not the card I'm overly excited about. Uh, we're, we're tipping. We're going to, and, and I want to get, try and get things beat. No, you want to try and find something in a little bit of a quote, but um, it's really, really hard. These these favourites to me completely stand out. And this is another one here, BJ. Uh, in the Belmont Bark Booker Bay Handicap, we're getting a... Booker Bay. They've, uh, they've, they've heard my request for more Booker Bay Handicap, so there we go. I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. Uh, what do we got? Over the mile. Um, I hope they don't make you Booker Bay and have to pay at Belmont Park, especially when it's wet, because that... that um. That car park turns into swamp when there's a bit of rain around. Yeah, you Terry, want to be so. careful with your, your uh, yeah. You want to be careful with your position in the run there, don't you? Because they can often oh. they can often be a cold rail in that car park. Absolutely, I've been caught there before. Got got drenched one day leaving Belmont Park last season, then had to walk across a, a lake to get to my car. Best so. thing you can do is take a spare pair of socks to the to the uh, to the track with you, or just uh, in my case, probably drink too much so you can't feel it on your feet. That's probably the best thing. Uh, Rod, what do we got here over the mile? Uh, this is a for firstly just the speed map. It looks. Uh, I don't mm. think I don't think Wrinkley's seen a more suitable speed map in an awfully long time. Um, what's Wrinkley here? First or second up? It's just uh, <laughs> one of its first runs this prep, is it? It actually was first up in the uh, Listia, uh, I think, in October last year. So there is a chance. I was looking at this before. There is a Wrinkley's chance. Wrinkley's only ever had one first up run, hasn't there it? Is, there, is, <laughs> there is a chance that Wrinkley <laughs> could run, if it keeps going, in the Listia in the same campaign. The same race in the same. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. It could race if they keep it up for another three months. I can't see why they wouldn't. The horse is an iron horse at the moment. What a horse! It could race. It horse. could race uh, in the same yeah. race it kicked off its campaign in a year later if they keep it going. What a so, machine! Tell you what, Unbelievable. I'm 
Um, Wrinkly gets as good a map as you'll say two of its last three it's yep. actually been forced to sit and those runs are even better for a horse who's not suited sitting so um, I think Wrinkly gives a really good kick here out in front but yeah. I, I simply just think with the 62 and a half kilos on its back uh, I have so much time for not to be missed I think not to be missed could almost look impossible at the 300 but I am really going to back how good I think this horse is in the mile suit. Pikey's on. Uh, Fred Dag will get going into it. I think Pikey might look to grab Fred Dag's back. Um, yes. Not to be missed for me is uh, a uh, a good thing here, BJ. And I'm uh, I'm very keen. Disappointed. Bradley only went up at a dollar. What's he going up at? About a dollar seventy odd. He's still got no odds. Where are our odds, BJ? Christ. What's going on? I don't know. Dollar seventy five. So this was this was a race I was actually prepared to probably full stake and, and it was gonna be an absolute crack not to be missed. And I was gonna square up late on Wrinkley, who I think will see seven bucks about late on Betfair type thing. So yeah. That they were my intentions here, just in case. Just with the map that he nicks off. So I can't see Fred Dag out sprinting not to be missed. So that's why I'm happy taking Freddie on BJ. But uh, yeah, it's boring. I'm not even gonna go on any further. Not to be missed to uh to continue uh his rise through the grades i'm su- i'm surprised i'm baffled that you um one of your all-time favorites double digit never even cracked a mention in your spiel no nah. terry no nah. dead gone yeah gone all right gone double digit um he's been geez, he's been a good horse here over the journey mm, not so good the last few weeks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it looks what did you think of not to miss behind showmanship the other day? Jeez, good. he was good, wasn't no, he? Like- it, was enti- it was also entitled to do that. Uh, you have to say, yeah. Wrinkley's run was arguably just as good. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. I just, yeah. the, the big thing, look, if Wrinkley went up, say, $10, $11, I would have said Wrinkley each way is the bet. This yeah. race is all about yeah. playing it by price. If Wrinkley gets out to 11s and 3s on Betfair and not to be missed at $1.60, you play Wrinkley each way. Uh, if not yeah. to be missed gets to even money, you play not to be missed and you try and, you try and just make sure you don't lose in the race on Wrinkley, which isn't exciting, but I really do see this as a pretty um pretty straightforward sort of event if you go through not to be missed as one six or twelve the six not to be missed as lost there's all genuine excuses yeah. um yeah yeah i think not to be missed is a is a black type horse in the making so pretty keen yeah absolutely so yeah I, th- I think i think you hit i think you hit the nail on the head too with the way that you said that jason whiting and fred dag will will improve into the race and the wizard being the wizard, he'll tack on to Fred Dag, peel, balance up, and I think um, Wrinkley got overhauled by who was it two starts ago? Mrs. Brown's was it, boy, uh, Mrs. Brown's and boy. The thing so is, it, you would think that these two, not to be missed, and Fred Dag, that's exactly right. Might you might be a level above Mrs. Brown's boy at this respective part of their careers, and not to be missed, as as you said, is destined for black tie. So I think he's gonna. It's going to look a wrinkly race for a long way and then as Pike so often does, he's just going to produce not to be missed with that well-timed run. It's a really good little ride for Brad Parnham here on Wrinkly because he can really try because mm. he's going to have around him, he's going to have sort of gangbuster juicing carrots. Who else? Roadblocks? Yeah, he's going to have horses that are fathoms of gold. They're, they're going to be um, – he should be able to shake them off pretty easily. So uh, if he can – but one thing Wrinkly's not doing at the moment is putting that sort of break on him on the bend. They're sort of levelling up, but he's just yeah. fighting on. I don't think he can fight on. Is that a Belmont versus Ascot oh, type probably, thing? It's maybe? probably because sure. he's having his 37th yeah. start this campaign and the horse is just uh, – <laughs> he's just got one gear all these other gears but his gearbox is broken he's just got third so he's just uh rolling around the track in third gear basically at the moment so uh favorite boring move on 
<laughs> I can't wait for your uh, videos, oh, Terry. This is, gonna be, this is going to be enthralling. You and Cripper trying to spice things up on Belmont Classic Day. Well, we're only we're just going to do the last five races, and it's um yeah, it's hard not to tip every single favourite. So I'm not not big on this. It's a tough week to start it, BJ. Mm. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys will put your heads together and come up with something mm, very yeah. clever for all your supporters. So, race eight. Um, this is uh, this is a nice little race here we've got coming up. The seventy-eight plus over twelve hundred meters does look billed as a head-to-head clash between outstanding three-year-olds Jericho Missile and Massimo. Uh-huh. Which way did you lean, Massimo? Easily as well. Comfortable lane to Massimo. Um, not saying Jericho can't win. Yeah. Plenty of respect for the horse that uh, if you can knock off Dig Deep, you've got to be a bit of a, uh, bit of a weapon, don't mm. you, BJ? But um, no, Jericho's got the uh, – well, we've seen all the three-year-olds come back and dominate, but Jericho's got the, uh, the seven months between runs. Trial was pretty good. Uh, I just – you just know what Massimo's going to do. Like, I'm really content knowing what Massimo's going to do. Massimo – goes down three kilos from his run seven days ago. It's fair to say that he's actually down in class. He's not down in class because he goes from a 72 to a 78 plus, but he doesn't face Windstorm here. And Windstorm is better than any of these. Concur? Agree. He's run into just about the hottest horse in West Australian racing last start. Stalked a pretty searing tempo from... Son of a God. He actually actually breezed. He actually breezed. He didn't even stalk. So Yeah. Yeah, for the for the most part, and yeah, look, did everything but win. Like how how cruel, really? He was for me that was career best, Massimo, and he still got rolled. You know, like that's sort of heartbreaking stuff. So yeah, like you know, backing up off the off the seven days, geez, he's gonna be he's gonna be hard to beat. Yep. He's well. He's he's definitely building up a picket fence of seconds. Apart from that one, uh, yeah, that one pretty ab uh, abject failure uh, when oh, not much went right in the run. In all fairness, yeah, uh, yeah. for that one. But um, yeah, oh, Jericho missile. It's it's you're taking um you're taking him on spec, really, aren't you? Know, off the seven yeah. months and not yeah. on class, and we have to get some, we'll have to get some mail from um, Mario Delina. Who do you think is a better horse? Uh, I think Jericho Missile might be the better horse on what we've seen. Um, but there's also right. r- race fitness and field position could play a pretty big part here, I think, as well. So it's it's probably a good race. Yep. You can probably wait for the day. And if, if the horse is on speed, and that's why that's why Massimo went as well as he did last start as well, because horses on speed really were suited. Um, but if horses on speed are more favoured on the day, you can probably have a lean to Massimo. And if, if, if perhaps you want to be um, off pace with cover for whatever reason, um, that probably will lean to Jericho. But... I'm yeah, I'm pretty big on the Massimo in the Massimo camp here, and uh, good on Adam Durant for sticking with CJP as well. Pike Pike hasn't mm. got a ride, so uh, good on uh, good on Adam. A bit of um, loyalty, a consolation mm. prize for losing the the puckered punyal ride, even though that's with different trainer. Okay, so we speak about this every so often, you and I. Do you think mm. that Son of a God setting the tempo that it did? actually drew out that career best performance from Massimo last Saturday. I think so, yeah. I think one thing we know at Massimo is that uh, he's tough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we want him to go forward and roll and and uh, and get stuck yeah. in. I mean, I've got him breezing outside of Maginaki yeah. here. I think it's probably a pretty fair assessment. If I was Ashley Maley, I'd be telling Bo with the 51 and a half. Um, Maginica actually gets in really well with that claim. I just don't yeah. think it's... Um, wasn't, wasn't a bad run the other day. Actually. No, it wasn't a bad run. And, and yeah. uh, two, uh, three starts ago against Festival Miss was a really nice run as well. So I think Maginica is a better horse uh, on the rain affected. 
But yeah, I'd, I'd just be um, I'd be saying to Clint, um, yeah, don't try and make this a sit and sprint. Try and be the best and toughest and and what he is the fittest horse. So very simple. Yeah. Um, I think the blowout is if there's going to be a blowout, it's probably the the swimmer in the race, which is mankind. Um, yeah. Had six goes in the wet, only been defeated the once. I'm expecting Jade to be aggressive, try and come across, find a spot. Probably try and come across and find the one one. Don't know if she does or yep. not, but um, you have to remember because not to be missed beat. Uh, it was a heavily backed favourite when beating. Um, sorry. Mankind was a heavily backed favourite when beating Not Too Missed two starts ago. You need to remember from that victory, Jade lost her claim. So that's one and a half kilos. And the horse went up six ratings points. That's another three kilos. That's a four and a half kilo swing instead of your usual two. So it's really yep. hard to start stringing wins together um, when you're sort of copping that type of uh, weight increase. But um, yeah, the, the more rain, the better for the, uh, for the little Fremantle forward pockets runner. X. Yeah, I, I agree. Mankind's the uh, the fly in the ointment horse for the for uh, anyone who's sort of um, very keen on either of the three year olds. Also, I think Lord Help Me Run's class could see him run a bit of a cheeky race first up as well. BJ, yes, Terry, you're a Steve Wolf yard man. Yes. Why uh, why is Peter Nucky on and not Sean McGrady? Uh, I think Pete has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes uh, at Ascot Trackwork since Steve's brought half of his team to to Ascot for the winter. So uh, I think yeah. this is a reward for effort for uh, for Peter Nucky, who um, does yeah, as I said, does a lot of work in the mornings behind the scenes with the camp. So he's uh, Steve's um, given him a, a ride on one of the stables' better horses in Lord Help Me Run. Um, so yeah, yeah, good, good, good ride for for Pete. He's a he's a class horse. Lord help me run. He's probably um, at this stage of his career probably more of a 1,600 meter horse, but still expecting him to show some show some dash fresh. But um, but yeah, like these these three odds just continue to beat up on the old horses, and we talk about it just about every week now, don't we? So mm -hmm. it does look Massimo Jericho missile. You can't beat him. Join him. Yeah, toss of the coin. I just feel like I'd be interested to know how. He is tough how much that effort would have taken out of Massimo last week. And I also just wonder whether Son of the Son of a Gods, the pressure that, that that horse brought to the race drew out a career best performance from Massimo. Will there be a situation that that allows Massimo to 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 get into that sweet spot where he likes to, to be? Will CJP hold him back to the field a touch? Will he will he let him roll? If if he doesn't set the tempo that Massimo leads. He could be a sitting duck for Jericho Missile, uh, who who's a really strong finisher, as we saw when he when he came from last to first in his brilliant Belgravia stakes when it asked got over twelve hundred meters last prep. So if Jericho Missile's in that kind of form, if he's breathing fire if, in, if, in a similar if. way. So yeah. 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 That's the key, isn't it? Yeah. If, that's exactly the uh the query. We uh we have to get Mario on the phone. Yes. Yes. Part owner, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Um, do you think he'll be backing backing himself with Jericho oh, Missile? He just nicked my joke. <laughs> he just stole my joke. That was about to come out of my mouth. So I uh, we'll try and get some mail anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll try and get some mail. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna message him right now, and he'll probably write back with a little Mario thumbs up, which he occasionally does. So excellent. Um, we'll, we'll get onto it. All right. Let's. So move you're. On. So we're going head to head. Yeah. Yeah, let's go head to head. We, head to we head. can't agree on every race, can we? Let's yeah. go head to head. Massimo for me, Jericho Missile for you. Jericho Missile and the Pontiff. He's been good to me lately, the Pontiff. Um, very, I'm a bit a bit heartbroken. He got a 14-day suspension the other day, so he's going to be out of action 
uh, following this meeting for a couple of weeks. But Pont, he's been uh, he's been in some red hot form recently, mm. Terry. So has been. Um, we'll see see how how he goes on Saturday, uh, taking the mount aboard Jericho missile first up. So race nine, moving on now to the Furphy handicap. This is a thirteen hundred meter graduation. Um, why not? It, speaking of three-year-olds taking on the older horses, mm. comes through the thousand, a couple of thousand-meter races, steps up, third up, thirteen hundred meters, taking on the older horses. Is uh, is this the way you're going to go, Terry, or have you got something else in mind? No, I have to have to go with why not. It's mm. just. Um yeah, as you said, the three-year-olds are really dominating. And uh, Wine Knight's effort, uh, effort's last campaign, when uh, she stepped up to the 1,200 metres and raced in the Magic Millions at 100 to 1, she sat deep the journey, was only beaten by Cryptic Wonder and maybe Tommy Blue that ran second. Correct, yes. Um, then stepped up to the 1,500 metres, which may not be a go. Being by playing God, I do think she'll end up uh, getting a little bit further. Um, but the second, uh, the third behind Superstorm in the challenge was also a really big run. I think she's a very progressive little filly. Um, the barrier eight's a little bit sticky for Peter Nucky, but there is some speed drawn underneath her, and the, the, I think the field will sort of open up and allow her to to pop in somewhere. Um, she's got a bit of tactical speed as well, so she could she could almost go forward and, and land somewhere near the back of the. Um, the leader, the jury has to be out on secret statue. Bit flat last start, even though we, we, we both um, we both gave secret statue a bit of a knock last start, and he probably went uh, he probably went a bit like that. That maiden form didn't stand up as we suspected it may not. Um, we'll go better here up to the thirteen hundred. We'll go better here, perhaps on the outside of horses. Yep. One thing I do know about William Pike is he often chastises himself for riding horses too close. So look for him to be. Perhaps a little bit more circumspect, not not ride a not ride him. Sorry, dead cold, mm. but look for him to allow Secret Statue to find his feet. Um, definitely, I, I definitely have a big lane to wine night, but I definitely have a great deal of fear um, about the ability of a William Pike, uh, Grant Lana Williams, Cerise and White runner to improve up in journey. Could even have the back of wine night, or vice versa. Especially with the winkers on, which is becoming a bit of a bit of a thing mm. for Team Williams. Winkers on, they tend to elevate Sig. Significantly, so. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they're they're both the the three year olds in the race, aren't they? Um, Secret yep. statue. It's pretty repetitive, isn't it? Yeah, like mm. that that Captain Kink Puckapunyal Silken Eyes race the other day. Like it just it just looked like the when this when the sprint went on, Secret Statue just as you said was just a bit bit flat. We couldn't couldn't same go. Same thing that. happened in the same thing happened in the maiden. Yep. It's just, yeah. it's just that those horses were very slow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that this uh, – so, yeah, it was taken on a completely different grader horse last start and just sort of whacked away late. But I agree. Um, that was only its second start in a race too, so natural natural improvement with the um, – with, with with maturity and with uh, race day experience, he can he can come forward. But as you outlined in, in, your, um, in your preview there, Synopsis. Terry – Synopsis, yeah, that magic moons and challenge stakes form does kind of stand out like the proverbial, doesn't it? So the D, the D's B's, yeah, for wine night and yeah, um, third up, thirteen hundred meters, just needs that. I mean, it has has run some races, been ridden tough before wine night, hasn't it? So you know, don't tear up your ticket if you do sort of get caught. Through, you know, it's probably not ideal. Three wide, no cover was probably the worst place to be, but it's pretty tough filly. She's run some big races in the past, but if Pete Nucky can 
can grab a spot from the what mid price? from the mid draw for me one night just bear with me for one moment one night I had 350 thank you I'd why not 230 yeah yeah, a bit short. Had uh, Secret Statue a tick over four bucks. Had Stevie's Wonder eleven bucks, but I tell you what, yeah. I think you made this a top notch try a few <laughs> weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't fully appreciate it till I went back and was doing the form for this mate. But gee whiz, just had some type of trial, isn't it? Big, big horse yeah. too. Yeah, big horse. Yeah, and they might have found the key to it, riding it quiet. So well, um, maybe I, I tell you what though, if they're uh, if the middle of the track and they're making big ground on the day, and you can. If he gets out to, I think it Brad put Brad obviously saw the trial because he's put up seven or eight bucks. But yeah, um, yeah the, the trial top notch, is wasn't one it? of the more. Uh, oh, I think you need to come up with a new adjective, PJ. <laughs> it's it's better than top notch. It should be called Winx's wonder. It went that well. So yeah, no, but uh, no. Look for me, clear night, clear lean wine night. Um, happy with the three dollars plus, which is currently around the traps. Well, question, one trap. question, question. Yeah, sure. What price is that for Queen? I thought the map was really unkind to mm. Zephyr Queen. Um, so I, your map you, being I'm icy food trouble vying for the lead? Yeah, the thing is, and the worst part is uh, with those two horses as well, sometimes you can out-muscle horses into the lead and they'll, they'll be happy to take a sit. But I'm icy. It's now proven if it takes a sit, it, it, it runs last. If it leads, it can. It always runs above its SP. So yep. they will have no intentions to hand up on I'm icy. And if you watch the way they ride food trouble, they will never have an, in uh, an intention, even though Simone's not riding, to hand up on food trouble. So it's just... I think what they need to do on Zephyr Queen here is admit defeat on a speed map point of view straight away. Take the sit just behind them. Be happy. Um, be happy. Yeah. And be happy. Yeah. And just mm. be a happy horse parking behind them. And yeah, from there, Zephyr Queen can definitely run a race. But um, yeah, just just at the moment, it, it's it's really hard to go away from these three year olds and and why not in particular? Yeah, I'm with you, Terry. I think I've got one night on top. Zephyr Queen, I think, uh, can is I've got it landing one one as you mentioned and boxing on as she always does. She's rock hard fit, in form, position of power. Uh, ran over the top of her last start. He came out and was good when winning midweek yesterday, and um, yeah, I'm expecting to see a little bit more from Secret Secret Statue. Winkers on third up on the quick backup. I wouldn't be giving up on him just yet. And, of course, Stevie's Wonder was, uh, was yeah, was top-notch, um, was about as top-notch as they get in that mm. trial last week. Um, I often get sucked into the uh, Sean and Jake Casey trialers. Um, if there's the, – the price just isn't there for me at the moment, Terry. Um, it's pretty yeah. hard to do this without the, the full range of prices, isn't it? Because when, yeah. when the other agencies come up, we could be talking – that could go up at 21. We, we just don't know yeah. when the other agencies go up. So it's quite uh, quite unique sitting here at midday that um, that we haven't got any uh, any prices up as yet. Maybe I need to go on Betfair and put up some books myself. That'll be that'll be a good way to go broke in about three hours, <laughs> I reckon. So. Yeah, well. Jeez. Have you had a bit of success with that in the past, Terry? I think I remember you. I just tried to keep things interesting. Yeah. I used to do Wednesday night. Maybe now that I'm not doing the written previews anymore, I might go back into it. But um, I used to like on a Wednesday night before anybody put a market. I think that's real. That's the real brave aspect yeah. of it. If you're willing, you can see the markets and go, all right, that's wrong. Yeah. I'm going to chuck up 50 cents over a dollar over. We, we know most of the time they're going to trade higher and we'll just back out of them. We'll just trade out late and probably have it running for a profit. But um, chucking a price up on the Wednesday night is, uh, yeah, I think that's the... Uh, I think there's something pretty uh, pretty ballsy about that. So, look, I, I like to, to um, be a dickhead, so I might consider that again shortly. 
We'll we'll wait for a feature. All right. I think we're struggling for a Maddie here, BJ. So let's hope in the the lucky last we can find something at value in the... What's it called? What time is it, Terry? What's all, it's, I'm actually very hungry, actually, out there, to be honest with you. My stomach's rumbling, so uh, I don't know if I can say these words because it's probably uh, only going to make me feel even worse. But it's time for the Get Out Steaks, BJ, S-T-E-A-K-S. Um, brought to you. Is it brought to you by, BJ? Well, it's funny you ask, Terry. Yeah. Market City Meats is the <laughs> sponsor of the extremely popular Get Out Steaks. Um, they are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you, one of the best butchers in town. So congrats to last week's winner, Mr. Sensitive himself, Brett Ersig, whose prediction was closest to Levitate's official 4.31 length winning margin. Uh, before we get to the details, Terry, uh, get out stakes competition, finer details. Mm. What did you think when um, Pontiff just landed 1-1 on Levitate in the get out last week? Oh, well, he, uh, it's as as we sort of alluded to, the map did sort of look that was going like it was going to be somewhat uh, likely at that point in time. Um, yeah, it's one of those races. I you sort of map it there and then you don't back it. And you feel like an idiot afterwards trying to find something that's probably just not there. So, no, look, you're. Uh, I reckon your record at uh, calling horses to land one one from outside of barrier ten is uh, it's phenomenal, <laughs> Bernard. So uh, my hat is tipped. Yeah, thanks, Pontiff. He makes uh, makes us look good sometimes. But yeah, congrats, Brett Ersig. He's got ultimate faith in the Pontiff. He uh, he selected over, I think it was three point two five length margin levitate. So he uh, he scooped the pool thanks to the um, tearaway victory from Simon A. Miller's rather classy three-year-olds. Now, moving on to this week's Get Out Stakes race ten, Belmont Classic Day on Saturday. If you want to enter. Hit us up on Twitter at the one one pod. Who you think will win race ten and a decimal winning margin? Two decimal place are preferred. And remember, the earlier the better for your get out stakes entries. Race ten is the Crown Perth handicap. Full field over the one thousand meters of ratings. Sixty six plus brigade. I smell value coming from the guru. Is that what's going on here? Is that what the listeners can expect? Oh, this is this is a difficult race, BJ. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is as difficult a race as you can um, as you can really uh, as you can really throw up. I think it's this is probably the one race that deserves a bit of a deep dive okay. um, for the for the entirety of the card. The rest of them are all oh, somewhat straightforward. But um, look, I mean, the, the two best horses in this race, I think, not many people will disagree. Are probably Long Beach and um, Silken Eyes. Yep. Yeah, but uh, more three-year-olds, believe it or not. More three-year-olds, yeah. But these two three-year-olds have a bit against them here. They're twelve hundred back to a thousand. That's that's a really difficult thing to do on its own. Let alone drawing wide and likely uh, likely to be a fair way back. Um, Silken Eyes has a couple of sort of couple of sticky little gear changes. I never like seeing lugging bits going on, or like it's sort of like when the the bubble cheekers go on. It's 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 not my favourite thing to see. So they've gone lugging bit tongue tie on. Tongue tie is fine, mm. but um, look back to the thousand meters. Unless you're seeing a track which is, is screaming swoop swoop swoop, I, I think the way this race will be run with the speed and the weak speed in it, they're, they're both going to get their chance potentially. But 
Um, actually, no, that, that's the thing. They, they might not get their chance is probably what I'm actually trying to say here. Yep. Is they, they might not get their chance because they, they could be a long way out of it. So... Uh, we have to probably look to take him on. Um, you're going to see a, a reasonable amount of speed in this from um, Transgressor will be super aggressive with, well, they'll try and be with Chris Graham. Going back on, Crandom's your first emergency. If he gets a run, um, they'll be going hell for leather. They won't want to be too defensive with the wet track specialist, double bubble. Uh, the blinkers go off Arafura. Um, whether that means they're going to try and be a bit more circumspect, I'm not sure. I'd... That's an odd move, actually, because I thought Arafura's last run, considering how hard he went, was actually really good. So mm. I thought, stick to the blinkers, let him go again. I thought that was a nice little recipe for a big run, actually, but um, not to be. But I'm leaning towards um, a little bit of value here. Um, it was 16 to 1 this morning on Bradley and Brad Brad McManus bet um, at Tab Touch. Uh, is round the point. Around the point isn't a horse I could imagine ever tipping on a Saturday, so I'm surprising myself with the words that are coming out of my mouth at the moment, BJ. But um, around the point's an out-and-out swimmer. Is I, I went back through his peak career runs and, and when he does his best work, and it's always on the rain-affected going. Um, his record at Belmont is tremendous. Uh, he loves Belmont. He loves the 1,000 metres. Once he gets up to the 1,200-plus, I don't think he's as good a horse. Um, I mean, you look at his career. He's won three from eight over the 1,000, and then he's won one from 27 past the 1,000. So mm-hmm. that tells you a little bit of a story on its own. Uh, last start was four deep the trip, no cover. Uh, it was a wet track, so it's not always the worst spot to be. But the way he kept going and loomed into it, Silken Eyes had his chance to beat him, and he just simply didn't. Um, there's no reason we're going to see any differing conditions here. Uh, we're going to see a nice rain-affected track again. What I'm seeing, and what I'd like to see from Sean McGrady here, is probably allow Transgressor, Cran, Double Bubble, if you, whoever it is, um, if he can lead, so be it, and lead without the pressure. That, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. But I, I'd almost like to see him let those horses come across um, and they'll go mad in front of him and sort of peel off the fence, I presume, at that stage of the day. Again, he can, he can make the assessment on the day. And um, he's going to have field position on Silken Eyes and Long Beach. I think Silken Eyes and Long Beach are, are far better horses than Round the Point, but field position can win your races, BJ. So I am looking... This is a horse that doesn't win at a turn, um, yep. and he, he is a big place horse. So I'm looking at a place-heavy bet, which is not usually my style, but um, we're seeing... Again, we don't have the markets to look at, but this won't be a popular selection, I wouldn't have thought. I reckon we'll see 20s and 5s, 20s and 450 type thing um, in a 1x3, 1x4 type basis. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy being on board. For a bit of value, finally. Okay. I I thought that you would have stuck with mm. your the winning combination, Santiago Girl and Maddie Derrick claiming three. Lord. If, 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 if the, uh, <laughs> if, if, if the, uh, the center of the track's playing hot and we've got a, a coldish rail, Maddie will go and park San Diego Gale three, three deep outside the speed or somewhere near it, then we'll, we'll consider maybe having something on. But, um, no, we've got the 51 days between runs. Yeah, no, it's it's not, again, not impossible. If you're looking for some value, that's that's probably another that you can definitely uh, throw into the mix. Um, but yeah, I've, I've landed on round the point. Whether that's uh, whether that'll stick hard, I'll, again, it's one you can really monitor on the day. I don't think the money's going to um, come come in spades or come in droves for, for, for round the point. So you can probably wait till the day, see how much ground they're making. If it's playing on pace, I'd be even further uh, moves to back around the point and even potentially save on Santiago Gale. But um, yeah, that's the that's the way we'll go. Around the point, BJ. 
Okay, so yeah, obviously the two three-year-olds, Long Beach and Silken Eyes, they look they stand out as the two hardest to beat. I will say though, um, Silken Eyes, Joseph as a party will be looking on Saturday, or he might boot home a winner at Northern today. But if he doesn't ride a winner today, moving on to Saturday, he will not have ridden a winner since the twenty-first of May. And do you know what horse his last winner was, Terry? Uh, the Italian job? The Italian job for the ah, Kingsmen syndicate. Very good. Oh, it's a bad segue. The poor old Italian job didn't uh, didn't get the chockies done. Well, a well-backed Italian job for the lads yesterday. Tell you what. It was a it wasn't his best effort, was it? No, it was <laughs> it was he was below below his best. Too bad to be true, was, maybe. So maybe, um, maybe, yeah. But uh but yeah, so Joey needs a change of luck in the saddle, that's for sure, because he's better than what his um than what his recent results have uh, suggested, that's for sure. So so Long Beach, Silken Eyes, they're the two quality three year olds that are gonna take a hell of a lot of beating. I just think if Long Beach is within striking distance and gets a clear crack at him, like just good luck holding it out. I know the 12 back to the 1,000 is is an ideal, but that 1,200-metre event that he won last start was such a high-rating race on the day. The uh, the figures were there. He's a bit different from some of the other Cerise and White runners. He has won over 1,000 before. He's got significant closing speed. He could just go whack Long Beach. Wooshka. Maybe in a similar fashion to how Cryptic Love won that thousand meter get out stakes a couple of weeks ago, he could mm-hmm. just he could just smoke them late. If they're outside of those two, I think this is a really good first up race for Shinju. Uh, good thousand meter horse likes Belmont. Did knock off this will test you uh, at its last start in Ascot. Readied for this with a couple of trial hit outs. Shinju Belmont thousand meters. Chris Ganjimi, I think he could be the one to um, if there's going to be a horse that's going to knock off these dominant three year olds at the moment. It could be Shinju, and um, the only other horse I'd like to throw into the mix is Danny George. Yeah, I did want to mention Danny. It's um, yeah. interesting. His last campaign probably wasn't his best. Probably his last couple of them been his best, but that was during Brett Popegate, during yes. the uh, the the virus or the change of scenery or whatever was happening um, at the Brett Pope yard. Mitchell Pateman and Brett Pope are combining for a lot of winners at the moment as well. So, yeah, good, um, good combo, yep. yep. The, the key for Mitchell probably be to get a little head, try to get a little head start fresh uh, on the two horses, which are 1,200 down to 1,000, especially, uh, especially Long Beach. Yep. Um, but yeah, really nice trial. It was. So yeah, for me... Long Beach on top. I think if, if he's going to get knocked off, it'll be maybe Shinju or Danny George in the get-out stakes. Terry, so. It's funny just talking about all these horses. We're talking about quality animals, Long Beach, Silken Eyes, Danny George. Um, we're talking about really nice animals. And I've, I've managed to tip round the point. I just – sometimes you look at yourself and you what's going on here? But – Field position. If if all those runners are going to get back, and we're going to have the one on pace runner that's really tracking along nicely on the uh, on the sloppy going, gets a little head start and a kick on him. I guess it's horses for courses. Yeah, isn't it? he's a, he's a real competitor too. Around the point, very rarely doesn't figure in the finish. So yeah, he's gonna he he always gives his supporters a run for the money, Guru, which is all you can ask for, isn't it? So that's ex- that's exactly right. Well, well put, BJ. So now it's time for our best betting propositions of the day Mm. well we're a bit priceless at the moment which makes things a bit 
difficult to really sort of uh, to put any together, but I'm going to give you a little double. Very simply, we're going to put Shan Shreya into not to be missed at about three to one. I'm pretty sure is uh, available. Current prices you can get two dollars ninety. I reckon we, they might put up a little bit better for not to be missed shortly. So um, three to one, Shan Shreya all up, not to be missed. Bj. Okay. I tend to think that Pucker Punyal is just about a moral mm. at the even money, but from the markets that have we have available to us, the the best sort of setup I can see from a price point of view is probably best betting proposition will go with sentimental gift in the two thousand meter race with the wizard back in the saddle around the three dollar mark, Terry. It really is a day where like you could like the best bet could be there's just so many fancies around that even to three dollar mark. Like it easily could have said wine nine. I could have had Massimo yeah. just about. Yep. I'm, I'm uh, probably probably lacking a little bit of trust in a horse that's continually running second in Massimo sense. But um, yeah, Pucker Punyal is yeah. You could probably just about chuck him on top of the two I said there and take the six to one. It's a uh, yeah. I think it's a day where. Um, I think favourite backers will either have a big day, or we could be, uh, yeah, we could be calling a, uh, an ambulance <laughs> at about uh, after the ninth if things aren't going poorly. It's often a bit, uh, it's often a bit concerning hopping into the favourites on sloppy tracks as well. So um, anyway, let's let's see how we go. Let's see if we can get a few of the fancies up and try and. Uh, the key thing is trying to buy these fancies at the peak price. Mm. That's uh, that's always the aim. Multi up. Potentially, mm. potentially multi up, yeah, potentially. Yeah, I reckon there's going to be plenty of pike multis and plenty of shorties multis at Belmont on Saturday. Certainly, uh, the uh, so. the um, the multi fans out there are going to have a bit of bit of fun at uh, Belmont Classic Day on Saturday. This isn't fun though. I'm trying to find a maddie, nah. Terry. No, nah. no, nah, this isn't fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out around the point. I know it's only. It's only twelve bucks at the moment. Tab touch. It'll be over twenty dollars. There's too much quality in this race for it not to be over twenty dollars. So, um, I would be making something up if I tried to attack one uh, in a different race. I mean, Osumi, I reckon could be over twenty to one. That's the thing. So I'd happily make Osumi my Maddie. But this is a very difficult week for it, BJ, with uh, with the market simply just not out. So um, for me, I'm going to go with round the point, suggesting you'll get the twenty dollars late comfortably. Okay, so how do how I'm going place heavy though? Okay, how do Maddie's go last week? Uh, well, I tipped Stellaran. Stellaran was chopped out at a key moment in the straight. I reckon. I reckon Stellaran. Um, it was where she should have been exactly where Bombay style was. Um, yep. But unfortunately, she let Mitch cross in one of the one of the better pieces of riding you'll see from Mitch Pateman last week um, on Bombay style first start for new trainer Tiana Robertson. Yeah, that was that was strange, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was an odd one. You don't see him, especially after a win, because Bombo Style just won for Neville. So yeah, it was an odd. It must have been. Must have been. Um, must have been love. Maybe it sold sold at an online auction or something like that. Potentially, or, yeah. It has a song online? I was quoting yeah. as well, by the way. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't really know what occurred, but it did occur. And um, yeah, so how did yours go? What'd you tip? I tipped Electric Light, oh, and she was good, but wrong she ride. Just, just found the thousand. Yeah, a bit, wrong bit ride short. as well. Yeah. Comes down the center of the track and is uh, in that finish because Electric Light outsprints Super Maxi and Lockroy and probably Saraceno. So very interesting. I just think, uh, yeah, I just think Jade rode that a bit cute instead of probably trying to pop off the fence and, and get into clear running. Mm, okay, so what am I going to do here with my Maddie Terry? Um, what are you going to do? Double digit? Yeah, I was just sort of thinking double no. digit. No, not really. No. Okay, Terry, so after a bit of head scratching and soul searching, my Maddie for 
Belmont Classic Day comes up in race 10. I think if Rebel Yell can produce his best, he went poorly first up for Lulu Chiani, but Rebel Yell is more than capable, has a reasonable draw. Jade McNaught rides this horse well, could land in a spot. If some of the fancies run into traffic, uh, could be the day for Rebel Yell at a price, currently $26 on Tab Touch. So I'm going to lock him Very in in, uh, in the last of the day and the get-out stakes. Rebel Yell, mad. Very good. You'll probably see, uh, I reckon you'll probably see 80 to 1 late as well. So, But uh, it does go for Jade, doesn't it? Horse really, yes. it's a real uh, Jay McNaught horse, actually. If you just hold there for one second, BJ, I might even get you some statistics. Yep. Jade McNaught. Oh, two starts, one win, one second. There you go. So, Paul Harvey, yeah. three starts, two wins, one second. So, it goes for uh, the Pontiff and Jade, according to, according yeah, to my statistics. And, and I think it ran second, second in some maybe even 72-plus mm. grade at Ascot last prep. So I remember she was she was pinging it from wide gates, finding the 1-1. She was riding it an absolute treat as well. Yeah. So, as I said, if he if he produces his his peak is capable of uh, giving this a bit of a nudge, I think, on Saturday. So is Brett peak? Yeah, <laughs> Brett peak. <laughs> mm. So good luck uh, to everyone involved in Belmont Classic Day on Saturday. That brings our preview to a close. Now we move on to um, our horses to follow. Guru, what have you got for the listeners? Oh, not a huge amount this week, BJ. I wanted to follow Weapon Sun from yesterday. Uh, there was an, an mm. avalanche of early money. None of it was mine. I actually don't know whose money it was, but um, I thought Weapon Sun is probably going to be a better horse on speed. was huge coming off speed. Fought back against Elite Street after being headed. Follow Weapon Sun probably in a Saturday grade. Uh, I think Weapon Sun will be another three-year-old against the older horses so there'll be a nice little 60 plus 1200 meter race or something of that nature available um and then not uh this isn't a, a horse in particular but i want to follow that windstorm race we spoke about with massimo son of a god a lot of those horses just got run off their legs and they got beaten by margins which probably don't do justice to their performances yes yeah it was almost like two two separate races in a way it was yeah. yeah i mainly want to look at um i mainly want to look at cryptic love that was the main one i thought from the race i know his previous her previous performance was huge um but i wouldn't be taking she still ran a really nice last 200 and harvey gave up with 200 to go so yeah. i think cryptic love uh do not do not be deterred if you're a cryptic love follower by that run mr Genoa is another i thought from that race ran a really really nice race gets along really well with kira yule i think um uh, besides when Pike's been on, I think some of uh, Mr. Janelle's best runs are with Kira. So uh, I would uh, I would stick with that horse in the right setup. And, and for another horse from that race, funnily enough, it's Strike Force for Peter Bamford. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, running a couple of okay. Like <laughs> it landed in WA. They chucked it straight into. Don't quote me on this. Albany Cups, uh, I think, Esperance from memory. Cup as well, I think. Yeah. Esperance Cup, and and it went. It actually ran backwards. Um, I'm pretty sure. So it went that poorly. It's. Uh, I think they took 50 ratings points off it. It went that poorly. <laughs> but um, look, once it's been settled and had a proper campaign, who would have thought a proper campaign? Um, it's looking like being a nice horse. Probably needs to drop in a few more points to be to find the right race. But uh, keep an eye out. And yeah, there's a few runners that are, are going around uh, on Saturday's card. Silken Eyes, but I don't think this is the race for it necessarily. And and Puckapunya as well. We had pretty firmly to follow so we'll uh we'll back one of the followers in 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 pucker punyal but um no no major standouts for me bj yeah another one from that race that that could be worth following even though the as you as you said the margins were significant was a horse like a um, beautiful mind lindsey smith yep Military ruler too yeah they sort of they all got mm -hmm. beaten a long way but it, it doesn't doesn't necessarily 
truly reflect the um, the way that that race was run. So that could be, be uh, very, that could be a very interesting form race moving forward. So Concur. I like like where you're going there with that mm. um, little gold nugget there, Guru. So my horses to follow, my black bookers are Blacksell Rose. Now this filly mm. or mare has, um, I think she's been a multiple top-notch trialer from yours truly, was a bit stiff on debut at Pinjarra last Thursday, follow her second and third up. Bobcat Johnny, he's been huge in defeat. His last two Pinjarra outings, I'm not exactly sure what Alan Kennedy <laughs> was doing on him. Did you see that run last Thursday? Well, as I said, Crazy about a midweek, he co- covered more ground than Burke and Wills, didn't oh, he? Craziness. And uh, just got nabbed late by um, a slightly more patient Kiriel on... Um, that was funny because yeah, Alan Artie's got comment. going and then Kira took the back of Alan. Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah, that that was a real case of I'm going to outride you here and that's exactly what she did. Yeah, yeah, it was um crazy sort of game plan there from A. Kennedy and it almost came off. It just got nabbed in the last stride. But Bobcat Johnny, he's carrying big weights, performing really well. He's ready to win one. Bonneville Black, who I threw out as a potential Maddie last week, really liked its lead-up barrier trial win. Thought the run last Saturday. Oh, that was, was huge. It was excellent. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Should be winning races this prep, Bonneville Black, shouldn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Um, back, back to midweek, I'd yeah. say, but yeah, huge. Yeah. And um, everyone would have seen the first up run from Black Shadow last Saturday, but um, for me, I felt as though fellow quality first up stay out Prince Turbo in the same race was full of merit. Don't know what you thought about that, Guru, but I reckon Prince Turbo can be followed with confidence, with connections, likely eyeing off races such as the Coolgardie, Boulder and Kalgoorlie Cups. What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, it was a really nice run. Mm. The centre of the track was uh, definitely the inferior going, as I'd found out from everything I'd backed throughout the day. But uh, if there are any horses, Just got speed. you can add a couple of... Uh, yeah, you can add a couple of lengths onto anything that was sort of down the centre of that track as well. So um, I did like the return. Yeah, it just got speared off a bit too um, with Flower of Scotland doing its usual and, and lugging outwards. So I thought the run was 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 really quite good first up and that will no doubt bring him forward. And he was uh, he really came of age last last summer, didn't he? And he was a big run in, in a Perth Cup. So he's uh, he's more than capable of, of being on the honour board as a Calgary Cup winner. So follow Prince Turbo as his campaign progressives. Just another horse I just wanted to mention. This isn't going to be one we're going to be able to uh, to follow. I just wanted to make mention. I've been paying a little bit more attention to the to the dirt up in Carnarvon this season, BJ, but um, Dane Finn's gone up to the dirt for the first time in his career. He's had three goes and he's won by 28 lengths in total over Gee, the whiz. three efforts. Is that Ray Malpass? He's... Uh, it is. All you want to do up there is follow Ray Malpass. There's a couple actually that had their first go for him. Glen Alvin was one. Um, once they have a look at the dirt, they tend to improve pretty markedly second How up. about so, some of the margins um, up in Carnarvon? Gee whiz. It's good stuff because the thing is you can, you can get beaten. You can get beaten by uh, by 18 lengths and come out and win your next by 12. And that's just pretty standardized. So um, look... Dane Finn was backed on the dirt, $1.90 to $1.30-odd on Betfair last time out, one by 12 and a half. Would have been one of the best watches for those taking 
the shorts. So um, I love to see it. It's, it reminds me of it to him, not at the same level, obviously, but going up and um, just reinvigorating. What's the other Ray Malpass horse the, that's been winning by panels of fencing? Is it the, uh, Madrid Centro? Uh, the Churist, the Madrid Centro, yeah. yeah the Churistas up there. Uh, too cool was a bit stiff. I tipped that to yeah. you the other day, didn't I? Gee whiz, she dropped her rain. I think my WhatsApp comment to you was too cruel, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, very, very witty. I did like that. Yeah, no, uh, Ray Malpass, uh, he's the um, yeah, he's the, the Grant and Alana Williams of the, uh, uh, what, what, what would you call that area? What is that? What is this? The Midwest, is it? The Midwest, Canada? yeah, he's the, uh, the Mal, Mal pass of the Midwest. Yeah. So I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something better in the future. That was horrible, but yeah, flying, good stuff. All right. So Terry's favorite segment is top notch trialers, and the Guru mm. is always forthcoming with uh, with his uh, barrier trial performers and the highlights from the weekly barrier trial sessions. What have you got for us this week, mate? Well, we, we can't really have any this week because I actually did watch a few of them and um, you can't see them because the rain was that heavy just <laughs> in half of them. Like I was trying to watch I was trying to watch Warbler's Trial and um, because of Pike's Colours, I, I didn't see it till the final 50 metres, so I got no idea. It's almost, to be they honest, needed I to put the so. demister on the, uh, yeah. on, on the, on the camera um, because, yeah. yeah, it was quite foggy down there <laughs> at Lark Hill. Need to get James onto it, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I nothing for me this week, BJ. Okay, so I did try though. That's something. That's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. It's, yes, you're uh, you're definitely giving us everything here at the one one guru, and <laughs> it's only a matter of time before um, one of your top notch trialers can uh, can salute for mm. the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. It was hard to look past the two class horses on the day, wasn't it? Red Can Man and Cup Night. Red Cam Man cruised along out in front and then just uh, put the jets on and raced away to win by the best part of six lengths in his 950-metre uh, heat win. And Cup Night, he was ridden a bit differently as as uh, is his way. Paddy Carberry sat him back and um, the brilliant Bernie Miller-trained four-year-old, he just let rip down the middle of the Lark Hill straight and he won going away comfortably by three lengths. Red Cam Man, Cup Night, uh, headed for both headed for the HG Bolton Sprint next Saturday, which looks like being a mouthwatering hundred thousand dollar contest. Both very very talented individuals. Can't wait to see Red Can Man and Cup Knight in action, and um, obviously both top notch trialers from Lark Hill on Monday. And the only other horse I'd like to throw into the mix was in the fourteen hundred and fifty meter trial of the day. Accelerate. Do you remember this horse, Accelerate, Terry? Mm, I do. He's another one. He's a bit of a whatever happened to as well. He hasn't raced since the 2019 WA Derby. Old-fashioned stayer from the Darren McAuliffe camp. Mm. Um, if DMAC can keep him happy and healthy, healthy, he'll be winning his share of races over a mile and beyond. Accelerate, very lightly raced, and he had the seven starts for two wins, I believe. Um, maybe Julian Cocotaglo, Accelerate. Is that right? Yeah, is he coming? Is he coming back to ride it? My man, no. <laughs> oh. maybe maybe Matthew 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 Ortier might Matthew. be coming well, back. Well, Fathers so. Fathers were gold. Fathers Fathers were golds in on Saturday. Yeah. So if he's ever going to come back for a ride. That'd be the one, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. If uh, he might he might get might get two rides on the day if Accelerate's ready to race first up. But no, Mitchell Pateman rode him in his trial win. He moved really well, so Accelerate he can be a stayer to follow moving forward with his campaign. So Red Can Man. Cup night, accelerate, top-notch trialers 
Very good. All right. And closing up, whatever happened to. So just going to check in with Adam Durant to see what's happening with Come Play With Me. Racing Australia says that he has been transferred out of the Chris Waller stable, but I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with Come Play With Me. Obviously, he went to Waller's Sydney stable and went on and won a Metropolitan Handicap last spring and uh, certainly paid his way over in the East. But uh, just check up to see what's happening with him in uh, moving into the new racing season, high-quality Group 1 winning stayer, come play with me. And I might just check in to see... Speaking of Belmont Classic winners, Jackpot Prince, he was a winner back in 2017, knocked off Gadding that year, Jackpot Prince. Mm. He um, he had his career cut short, I believe, from injury, but I'll, I'll check in with Durant Carter and Durant Carter and Adam Durant to see what's going on with Come Play With Me and Jackpot Prince. Now, spoke to Simon A. Miller about Rio Del Mar and put something up on our Twitter feed last Friday night. Rio Del Mar is in full training after uh, returning from a injury setback, and this filly should be just about ready to trial within the next two to three weeks. So while I was doing some Rio Del Mar form, I came across Miss West Coast, a three-year-old filly from the Trevor Andrews yard who uh, happened to run third in the Dig Deep Karakata Plate of 2019. Terry, I think you remember the race fondly. Now I'm just going to check in with, with Trevor Andrews to see what, uh, what is, uh, whatever happened to Miss West Coast, very smart filly. She's recovering from a broken art from when Dig Deep went past her, I think. <laughs> So, yeah, she hasn't raced since last spring, I don't think, Miss Wesco. So we'll see what's going on there with Trevor Andrews. Very good. She was a bit luckless, in all fairness, Miss West Coast, not just in that race, but in uh, in her career in general. She drew a lot of sticky barriers and, uh, yeah, really, really not. Arguably, it takes a lot for me to say this, was arguably, well, not arguably, it was probably the run of the race of the Karakata that year. So, um, yeah, interesting to hear where she is. And we've also got Crystal Spirit back, BJ, which was definitely a whatever happened to. Two years, we should have mentioned that at the time, actually. Two years back, Crystal Spirit is a serious racehorse. Mm. Um, have a look at how Comfort Me goes today as maybe a little bit of a form reference in the, in the yep. Class 1 at Northern today because... Uh, they finished alongside of each other. But, uh, geez, Crystal Spirit is a serious racehorse, but uh, probably pretty hard to hop into one that's first up for the for the two years. Yeah, yeah. That was um, Yeah, we've we've actually been tracking Crystal Spirit for a couple of months now here on the 1-1. Mm. So, uh, Gay and Jamie Racing have done a good job to patch him up and get him back to the races. Unbeaten, isn't he, in Western Australia? So, yes. um, yeah, we'll see how he performs for the yard first up on the weekend. All right. That brings us to the end of another episode, BJ. Another episode, episode 34. 34, Jesus Christ. We'll uh, we'll look to have some information next week uh, about a uh, an August uh, catch-up. I think the races seems the most likely option. Though we might look at getting to a, a venue like the Fenway or something of that nature. We've got a few that are pretty keen on coming on board and perhaps doing a bit of a special uh, 20, 30% off drinks for the day that anyone wants to, and food that wants to come along and try and back a winner and uh, have a chat to other like-minded WA racing enthusiasts but um more information on that next week more information on uh future guests next week we'll look to have someone on every couple of weeks to to keep it interesting and a little bit bit fresh it's a bit harder when we have to do um the remote ones though with uh with the current situation but uh, that will all change again pretty quickly but good luck to everybody on the punt um good luck 
with the conditions. I'm sitting here at 12.30 and it is absolutely glorious outside. So uh, keep an eye. We might not actually, who knows, the weatherman might be uh, might have given us the bum stereo, Beach, and we might end up uh, with a reasonably clear day. But uh, to anyone going out there, I hope you get a nice day and this weather holds up for the Saturday. And um, until next week on the 1-1.